Hi everybody and thanks so much for joining me today for another episode of Real Talk with Adriana. I have with me today the new proud owner of Bijou Creek Coffee, which sits inside um, the block formerly known as Country Steakhouse. So first of all, Sarah, thanks so much for joining me today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. So I know you guys um, just opened up what, in November of last December, year? December, yep, 1st of December. Okay. So um, tell us a little bit about who Sarah Jo is and sure. you know, what made you start Bijou Creek Coffee. Yeah, um, I have been a pretty much an entrepreneur most of my life. Um, I have a painting company as well. And my husband and I were thinking about a different type of company to start a few years ago. And um, both of us are coffee lovers, so we decided to go down this road. Um, actually, when we were painting the block, um, their mission as far as helping entrepreneurs get going and new businesses really resonated with us. So we thought this would be a great place to put that idea together. And um, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> so it got it, it, it expedited a little faster than we thought it would. So Yeah, because they just, I want to say, bought it in like August. They did, yes. Yes. So, I mean, that's a lot, a really short time to get uh, something like a, you know, a restaurant even. So what are some of the biggest obstacles that you guys had even just trying to get the restaurant open? Um, well, one, of course, is just getting equipment with um, everything so short, you know, getting our espresso machine um, going and ordering that. We did open and we were open about three weeks before the, we had our espresso machine. So. We really wanted to get in here um, to be able to provide some type of coffee service, even if it wasn't espressos, um, for the events that were already planned here that the block had. And so there was that. There was just the learning curve of what people want. Um, it still is the learning curve. Um, also, getting our name out there that this is where we're at this it's different it's not a sit-down restaurant where you come in and order it's a counter service um, you come to our our coffee bar and um, look at our menu and choose what you would like and then um, we'll help you out from there right now we're doing of course all the different coffees but um, some bakeries items muffins cinnamon rolls have been a huge hit um, as far as hot food we have biscuits and gravy with sausage which has been a great hit our farmer's casserole, um, and breakfast burritos. So it's a very like cafe, um, a light menu. Mm -hmm. um, we just started doing lunch in the last um, few weeks. We we're doing okay. soups and bread bowls and chicken salad sandwiches. So those have been going very well too. Okay. Well, that's interesting that you say that it's more of a countertop type service mm -hmm. as opposed to a restaurant, which is I think what most people are Correct. used to. So this seems kind of strikes me as more of a like a Starbucksy type structure where you just come up to the counter, yes. order and then you take the food and you do whatever you want with it. Exactly, right. And so that has been a big struggle um, or challenge because everyone's used to it being this the old stakeout. Mm -hmm. You come in and you are seated and they serve you that way. Where with this concept of the front part of the block, the building, it's all open space. So anybody can come in and use it. They don't need to come to the coffee shop to buy anything. Mm -hmm. um, they can just come sit down and use that open space. Whoa. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. So that's why we just lease the middle bar okay. um, area 
uh, and then our patrons can use the building while they're here as well. Okay. Um, and then, of course, the bigger rooms are um, reserved for bigger events that they pay for. But as mm -hmm. far as it, we have several groups that come in that are anywhere from maybe f a group of four mm -hmm. to 15 mm -hmm. that will call in and make that reservation. It doesn't cost them anything mm -hmm. to use the space. Wow, that's they, me. I didn't know that. So it's yeah. a good option for... You know, some of our local clubs that, you know, sometimes need a meeting space Correct. like, you know, Chamber or, you know, Rotary yes. or Lions Club. I know sometimes we need a bigger space than what we have. Absolutely. So definitely a good yep. option and they're, for that. Like today, the Lions group is coming um, mm -hmm. and they meet over in the sunroom um, and they have bought lunch a couple times and okay. um, sometimes they bring their own food mm -hmm. and bring other things in. So it's a very flexible space. It's very different than what we have around here. Mm -hmm. So that I think has been a challenge getting that vision across of what mm -hmm. the block is right. and our small part in it. Well, and I think even with your business, I think probably one of the conveniences of that is with all the staffing issues that we have, since mm -hmm. it's not a full on restaurant, Correct. you don't have such high, um, high need for staff. You don't have to have your cooks and then three or four waitresses and then, Correct. you know, as much staff since Correct. we know right now there's right. a lot of short staffing issues you know there people is, yeah. i mean there's just it seems the restaurants are the ones that are hurting the most they they just can't find staff no they can't they're running short and so yeah this is there's usually two at the most of us here at a time maybe three when there's big events going on mm -hmm. um, and we're able to make a lot of our um, food beforehand um, we do that first thing usually in the morning mm -hmm. and um, it's serve our guests as they come through the day okay so as beach coffee so then you guys do breakfast and lunch mm -hmm. um and then i know you guys have done i know when i we did our realtors thing you prepared a couple of huge pans of cinnamon rolls which were delicious so do you guys do um some type of catering events um or optional that people can come in and take stuff to go absolutely um we have had a few folks do that they order their cinnamon rolls or breakfast burritos um, and they can call that ahead. Usually if it's going to be a large amount, I'd like at least a couple days or more <laughs> notification. Um, but yes, then they can come in and we can have coffee to go. Um, some of our other drinks, uh, if they don't want coffee or they want a substitute drink, we, did, we do hot tea, iced tea, lemonade. Um, okay. And so, yeah, we have had a few groups do that. Um, same with our chicken salad sandwiches. We can make those to go. Okay. Um, we, can, we aren't delivering or anything, but you're welcome to come pick them mm -hmm. up and to bring them to your... Yeah, so, I mean, if somebody has, place. like, a luncheon or something mm -hmm. like that that they need lunch for but don't want to have to go to a sit-down restaurant, mm -hmm. you can just, hey, we need this many yep. sandwiches or whatever. That's, that's cool. Yeah. I like that you guys do that. So as far as business-wise, what is your outlook or hopeful goals sure. for this coming 2021? Because I know I saw in a lot of places there's kind of lifting those mask mandates and, you know, rules are definitely becoming more lenient, which I think sure. is awesome, especially for restaurants because we don't want you guys to suffer. Right. So what kind of outlook or goals do you have for 2021? Um, for 2022? I, I, well, one is to get... Um, more folks know about us um, and what the block is and know that that's a place they can come and hang out. Um, I think that's really something the community and the public in general in this last couple of years is we have realized we do need each other. Mm -hmm. We need to 
We need that interaction. We can't be isolated. We can't just do Facebook. We can't just talk on the phone. We need that physical interaction with each mm. other. Um, so my goal for our space is to have hold that space, be it if someone, a couple kids want to come and hang out after high school or college or classes that you know they need a place to study or they mm-hmm. just want to be around other people. Mm-hmm. Um, that is one of my goals is to have that to hold that space. So I'm with um, we're hoping to expand and make more of a what I call like a homey atmosphere okay. with some furniture eventually. That's mm-hmm. you know the sofas and couches and oversized chairs mm-hmm. and literally just that feeling of a place to go and hang out and um, mm-hmm. and a safe place for that too, especially for the young group that don't know where to go or don't have anything to do. And then we can have some, I'd like to see games, and, you know, we can have books, and, you know, we've talked about putting puzzles out and get, get mm-hmm. people to start interacting with each other again in that physical aspect and not be so scared that we can't be with each other. Mm-hmm. Well, and I like, I think that's actually really great because so many times people don't have anywhere to go. Right. You know, or even just people that say mostly work from home. Yeah. You know, need that space. Yeah. They where they, they can go somewhere right that con- that aspect the social aspect mm-hmm. even if maybe they're not going to engage they're still in the room they can hear people they see the interaction um mm-hmm. like you said it gets them out of the home because um, there's so many people that work from home nowadays mm-hmm. yeah i mean i think there's so many people that you know are we're used to going to the office but now they work from home and now mm-hmm. they're just almost getting cabin fever mm-hmm. all the time so you know, even if they just, they are working, but they can come sit at the table and at least see other people walking around or see environment, do something. Exactly. So they're not cooped up. Because, I mean, I think it, that does have a lot of influence on people's mental health lately. Absolutely. I agree. Um, and it's, that's some of the comments I've heard from um, some people who've come in is, it's something to do. They can mm-hmm. come here. It's something. So if we can create some interactions, um be it if it's games, be it if it's puzzles, be mm-hmm. it if it's um, just a place to come study or work. I have a few people that already have come on a regular basis just to meet their friends for coffee or um, to sit and do some work at just to get a different mm-hmm. environment. Well, I think it's great that it's open even for, you know, younger kids. You Absolutely. Know, just as, you know, a team, they can come in here and, oh, do mm-hmm. a school project together, Absolutely. you know, do some homework or whatever together. Because I think oftentimes, you know, if kids are in sports, they have that something to do. But Absolutely. for those kids that maybe aren't in sports or after school activities, then where do they go? Exactly. They end up cooped up at home, mm-hmm. not doing anything. But, I mean, here they can at least, you know, maybe see some other kids that are also hanging out and just start a friendship, start a conversation. Absolutely. Do a puzzle. Right. Play a board game, something. Something that maybe doesn't have to do with the phone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I think that's probably one of the bad things that, I think even I'm guilty of sometimes spending too much time on my phone. I've had to go in and set my own app timer so I'm not on my phone all the time, which is probably pretty hard for me, but just got to commit to setting those limits. I agree. I feel like we have a very family-friendly atmosphere Mm -hmm. here. um, It's not so uncomfortable the little kids can you know they can move around they mm-hmm. don't have to sit at the table because you know two-year-old getting a two-year-old to sit at a table for more than 20 minutes it's going to yeah. be challenging but they, there's enough room here that they can move around 
and it's a peaceful enough environment and there's enough space mm-hmm. that they're not going to disturb you know other patrons absolutely most likely but it's a yeah it's a very nice environment and continue to like to see it grow with the aspects of that retreat or relaxation enjoy your coffee get your day going or take a break from your day and come in and see us and mm-hmm. when i think starting to have those meetings you know like the lions club and stuff mm-hmm. like that here more often will probably help because just you know bringing people into the space so that they see oh it's open again and right. you know it's you can use it we'll slowly start to just bring more people back absolutely and the the concept is so new for this area it is. um you know the commissary kitchen you know once folks start using that and start you know they could oh here's a place i can make commercial food to distribute mm-hmm. um, i'm excited about this summer to see what happens here i know they want to get a farmer's market going um, and get some outside vendors um, so we have just like a uh, just an again another thing to do mm-hmm. in the community and uh, and also to get the community to support other community members so mm-hmm. other community businesses um, can start their I think that's awesome I think a farmer's market would be really successful I know in brush we usually have um, the people's market that we do at the library and that's always you oh, know really awesome. well attended so I mean that would give mm-hmm. people another another location to do because I know a lot of people don't always want to drive to brush sure to the farmer's market so I mean even the same vendors could be in brush one week yep or one day in Fort Morgan the next and be able to get more sales be able to get more customers Absolutely. I know that's how I found some really delicious jelly one time which I got to find that nice card because it was it's really good but I had never heard about it before <laughs> sure. until I went to a farmer's market right so. and you can find the best things you know be it if it's all the way from food or flowers or plants or mm-hmm. meats you know that there's something about in the air too about a farmer's market that's mm-hmm. kind of just fun too so it kind of gives you almost that you know older fashioned yeah. you know bartering you know going Absolutely. to the market type of aspect instead of going to the store and i feel like you typically it's fresher right and you know where if it's coming it's going from right from the grower to the consumer yeah. there's nobody in the middle you know exactly where it came from mm-hmm. and there's something um kind of solidifying and um, gratifying as well when you know that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you're not just helping a big corporation. You're helping somebody that you see. You're Absolutely. seeing, you know, the benefits that it's causing to, you know, one of your neighbors, really. Absolutely. So that kind of leads to um, kind of one of your questions at the beginning is, how did I figure out even where I wanted to get my coffee beans from mm-hmm. was um, from a distributor out of North Boulder called okay. Silver Canyon Coffee. Um, I came familiar with their beans at one of my favorite coffee shops in Lyons called The Barking Dog. Okay. And um, that's actually where I started talking to the owner there about how he ran his coffee business. And so that was probably about four or five years ago and he just loved Silver Canyon Coffee. Not only because of their beans and flavor but because of their customer service mm-hmm. and and being local mm-hmm. so that's again why I chose to use Silver Canyon coffee was again um, I grew up in the Boulder area um, so that's a little bit of home for me and knowing that the beans are extremely fresh was mm-hmm. another, that's something else that was very important and um, supporting another small community business mm-hmm. um, so they t- we get our beans uh, weekly 
Um, they're roasted usually the day before our order. Wow. And we get them. So today is the or is an order day. I'll get my um, set of fresh beans. So all of our coffee is very fresh, and we usually use the beans within two to three weeks. And wow. um, you can definitely taste the difference. Mm-hmm. It's a lot smoother. Well, and I would assume that probably helps a lot to alleviate some of the supply issues mm-hmm. that we have. Because I think so often if you source your you know supplies from you know out of town, like we saw, if they're backed up with semis or they're stuck on a cargo ship or something it could be weeks before you get something but the convenience i think that positive effect that covid has had is it's boosted people's want to shop local do local because then you don't have to deal with those you know chain supply issues Mm -hmm. of having to wait two or three states or two or three weeks to get your supplies you can just i mean if you absolutely need it you can just make a drive and Mm -hmm. there you go it's right down the road yeah, no, granted, our beans do still come from Honduras and Colombia mm-hmm. and all that. So we did get to um, take a tour of their facility, mm-hmm. which was really cool to watch the process of when the, mm-hmm. from the beans when they were green to being roasted and how they roast them and okay. um, uh, and then the processing. And so I learned so much by going and seeing them hands-on. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's we're the furthest east. Okay. Um, a buyer of their beans everybody else is on the front range so okay. we're kind of proud to be <laughs> supporting silver canyon coffee out here that's awesome though. yeah so now let's get to a couple of fun questions okay who is the person or persons that most inspires you and why um i think the first name that comes to mind is going to be my aunt her uh, my aunt knuckle started from the ground up um with their with their company and they've become very very successful with that and fiber optic cable okay. and um uh, they just have such a i'm gonna say my whole mom's side of the family most of the members are have been entrepreneurs and self-employed and so it's just kind of in our blood and so seeing my aunt and uncles being successful has been very inspiring for me absolutely and especially if you're saying you know they came from the ground up that Mm-hmm. gives you that example of if they can do it i can too correct that's awesome <laughs> and then you said they do fiber optic yeah they do fiber optic all over the united states well i think right now they actually have one in honduras so wow they're all over yeah goodness and they are originally from here yes they're from the loveland area they their office is over in loveland and um wow. yeah they've been very successful over the past what 25 years of um, and so when i see them grow and it's always been inspiring. Yeah, that's awesome. From little old Colorado to way down in Duras, yep. that's, that's quite a bit of growth. <laughs> is, I can see is. why they inspire you. <laughs> so what is your favorite movie and why? If you don't watch movies, you could do a series too. Oh, okay. Oh, I got so many of them. <laughs> um, I think one of my longtime favorites has always been Gone with the Wind. <laughs> um, a romance, romantic uh, historian at heart um, but I also love you know Dances with Wolves I love any movies that there's something to do with history okay. and um, triumph overcoming um, something and getting th- and coming out on top so okay. I would if those are probably my two top I've got several more but those so are always the ghost twos. have you seen Yellowstone yeah I've had oh a absolutely people that- 
so as soon as you started talking about this kind of movie, I was like, I wonder if she's, she probably likes Yellowstone, because that seems to be kind of right in yes. line with that. Yes, you know, yes we thing. are Yellowstone fans, and we watch those. I love that. Actually, the scenery, um, I am a horse person, so I work purely to feed my horses <laughs> and to keep up my hobby. So, yes, I love love watching that series and critiquing it, of course, too, but um, that is a great one, yeah. I think that's, I still haven't watched it. I keep, people keep recommending it to me, but I'm, I'm cheap and I don't want to pay for the subscription side. <laughs> Like, well, we'll eventually it'll go on some free network or something. Yeah, it'll eventually get there. Yeah, Yeah, so we've been watching um, 1883, the prequel as well. So that's been interesting. And um, my son and his wife live down in Texas, and so she actually um, interned at the Four Sixes, and that's a big big part of Yellowstone in the latest series. And um, I think they're going to do actually a spinoff down there so that's a huge ranch so we got to visit her when she was doing her internship down there and um, phenomenal place so now getting to see it in the movies is like oh I was there (laughs) yeah it's so much I think things hit different when you've seen yeah I know recently we went to um, we went and took a vacation down to South Dakota and we passed by the um, the horse sanctuary that there was a scene of uh, the old movie Adalgo that was shot at that horse sanctuary. Oh, I was like, oh my okay. God. And they, they walked us through and they're like, okay, so this right here is where this scene was. So now we watch it again. I'm like, ooh, we were there. We were there. <laughs> I think it just, it makes it feel more special. Yeah, it does. More real. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with that. Yeah, there's something special about that. So very cool is there anything else that you would like people to know about either Bijou Creek Coffee or the block I think I've told you a lot about it um, we're excited that they're um, the back bar is going to be opening hopefully soon there will be a another in-house resident um, and they'll have a, a bar it's a bar with the alcohol serving alcohol um, so we're just waiting for them to open so once they are up and going, then we'll do a grand opening for both businesses and, or for all businesses and for the the block in itself. And hopefully with that, more and more folks will know we're here. And um, right now we're open Friday, sorry, t- Tuesday through Saturday okay. um, from 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. Um, we're talking about expanding hours um, as we get busier, so, and I get more help. <laughs> kind of come in hand in hand I don't <laughs> yeah. know which goes first but <laughs> it's been it's been challenging um figuring out mm-hmm. all the different how much food to get and how much help do I need and mm-hmm. well and I would assume too it just depends on you know days absolutely you know you don't know if this week you're going to have a meeting and you're going to end up selling out or and then maybe next week you expect the same thing and then you get nothing so yep. you have all this over so definitely take some time to work out yes all those we're working through kinks. the kinks <laughs> we are definitely working through the kinks but we're enjoying it and it's something new and we're part we're really glad to be part of the um the community and part of the block um and hope to be here for a long time well i am excited to see what what's more to come i think they've done a great job with the renovations and i definitely liked your soups i had a couple of the bread bowls before so if you haven't been here guys definitely come on in well thanks so much for joining us thank you
Hey everybody, Adriana here. Thanks so much for tuning in. I appreciate you guys tremendously. If you enjoy the content, please share it with a friend. And if you really liked it, please be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you really enjoy the content, please be sure to leave a review. Also, if you have any ideas of topics that you would like to see me cover on future episodes, please be sure to message them to me either on here or on social media. Thanks for listening, guys, and I'll catch you on the next one.